All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked on Avalanche podcast. A lot to get to on today's episode because has this series now taken a turn? For the first couple games, both these teams were kind of playing it at face value, playing postseason hockey. But now we have some controversy. And is this going into the realm of these two division foes are now going to treat this like a regular season game and we're going to be throwing some bodies around is it called for i think depending on the fan base that you're rooting for you're on opposite ends of this thing but in the end the avalanche are up two to one in this series and have taken home ice back a lot to get to in this one so let's start it off right now you're locked on avalanche your daily podcast on the colorado avalanche Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in. And making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And we had a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> and follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Kyle. So the Avalanche are in the lead here in this series, two to one. It seems like that is the least thing that is getting talked about right now yeah. because for the first time in this series, you have I get I mean, I guess it's controversy. It is controversy. We're not on the side of what Nazim Kadri did was intentional. But man, if you are just filtering through any social media page because the name on the back of the jersey is Nazim Kadri it's going to warrant controversy and we'll obviously get to that. And it's gotten to the realm of ridiculousness from Mm -hmm. people throwing out slurs and racial slurs. And now we have, now we are getting the authorities involved in this. The entire thing has gone way too far. There's something about, you know, rooting for your team and, and and even rooting for your team with blinders on. I get that. I honestly get that. Uh, uh, fans are always going to think that their team did no wrong. The other team always did. But now when we're doing this, this is this is embarrassing. If, if you ask me, for if you're in the Blues fan base, I get that not everybody is doing this. But, it, but you're associated with the, the St. Louis Blues as a fan base. You should be ashamed of the other fans that are doing this. So... We're going to start yeah. there. We'll, we'll get to the game, but this is taking precedent right now. But go go ahead. Yeah, and I, I, I've tried to put myself in the shoes of these fans, and we talked about it in the Lockdown Avalanche Twitter spaces as the game was going on because when this incident occurred, Twitter took a turn. Um, there was a lot of calling for blood, um, a lot of really terrible takes, um, and – I've been trying to wrap my mind around it. Like when it comes to, is it just the situation? Is it just the team? Is it the fan base in general? Because 
like let's be honest here we've done crossovers we've played teams all throughout the season and when it comes to hearing from the other fan base we hear like in the series we've had a lot of st louis blues fans in the comments talking about stuff um they travel they're loud they're boisterous this is another situation that honestly i've i haven't been like this upset as an avalanche fan and i've said this in the space that like i was upset when reeves was pulling ryan graves's hair out but i don't remember calling for blood and like losing my mind and that's another player that had a track record and it was kind of a rivalry at that point between the two teams but i don't remember just like it infecting my every thought to the point of it like affecting my day where i'm calling for blood revenge mm-hmm. like i'm not going to be satisfied unless something is done and because let's not- be honest here like yeah. We also lost Sammy G in this situation, and nobody's talking about Sam Gerard being done for the not. rest of the year. No, because that's a hard play. Yeah, Th- that's a hard hockey play, and 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 it is, it is, it, it that was a vicious hit. It was a little bit more vicious than it needed to be, but it was still within the rules. And he, that man is out for the remainder of the season, however far the Avalanche go. Bennington's not. We know that he's out at least for the rest of this series. Mm-hmm. But the Sam Girard thing happened first, and it it Nazem Kadri didn't do what he did because of retaliation for Sam Girard. If anybody's talking about that, just stop playing this episode because I you know it, it's ridiculous that you're even going to think that. Yeah. But that the, the Sam Girard play was a hard hockey play, and yeah. what Nazem Kadri did was dirty. Because there is a free puck sitting in front of the goal. And he's going after it to try to score a goal for his team. You're telling him not to do that. You're telling him what what our guy did is okay. And I'm telling you it's okay. but And then you're also saying what our guy, what our guy is in the avalanche guy, Nazem Kadri did, is, is shady. Yeah. What? what I, I can't, and then, and and then the thing that really irks you is Barube's ridiculous comments after the game is over, and saying, "Well, look, look at Kadri, look at his reputation. Who's the 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 one man that shouldn't be mentioning anything about reputation?" And it's and it's Barube. He needs yeah. to shut his mouth when it comes to that, because he, it, that that was me thrown to rabid dogs and now yeah. now the fan base is just now they can say whatever they want because our head coach said that and you're all at fault right here and <clears throat> jordan biddington chased devin dubnik he swung a stick at nazim kadri um he threw the water bottle like there has been a lot more intentional stuff from the biddington camp than nas and honestly let's let's just be real here up until the this last game yeah you haven't heard a single thing out of Nazem Kadri yeah, good or bad you haven't been talking about his scoring you haven't been talking about his positions and what he's been doing right like he had a tip in goal that was great that was after the fact but you also are like you haven't been he hasn't been physical he hasn't been scoring like he hasn't been a factor and Callie Rosen made him more of a factor um, 
than he did all playoffs. It's true, yeah. Uh, but I, I just I just feel like if, if there was if this play was made by anybody else on the Avs with with any other name on the back of the uniform, we're not talking about this. No. It's it's two unfortunate events. One happened to our guy and the other happened to theirs. And that's what it is. There's nothing malicious there for what Kadri did. And I am not I'm not recording this with you right now with the anticipation that I'm going to change the minds of any St. Louis Blues fans. That's not happening. They're getting ready to to post in the comments of this episode, I can guarantee you. And go ahead. You're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change yours. That's that is what it is. But if we're getting to where you have to call authorities to investigate and I've seen some tweets. Mm-hmm. I have seen some tweets that have gone up. And 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 the other thing that you hear nothing from is the St. Louis Blues club themselves. Yep. I have not seen a single thing saying we condemn this stuff. Yeah. So and and what's taking so long? Like it's it's Twitter. You can load that up in a split second. So now it's too late. I don't even care if I wake up in the morning and they finally put something up. That's smoke and mirrors to me. I don't even care. Yeah. Like this, now this is and and how you were saying, you know, people are calling for blood. It's not just random fans on Twitter. It's writers. Yeah. It's journalists. Where where happened to like the journalistic integrity? And what happened to what happened to them? Because they have more of a, a of a voice than, you know, Joe Schmo on on Twitter. What, where's where's that coming out and and saying like this isn't this isn't who we are? You're saying it is. So this whole thing is a joke, and the entirety of the joke is coming from St. Louis. And I don't even care what people take from that. Like, look around you, like St. Louis fans. I know. After what Chris just said, you guys are really firing up the keyboard. I'm speaking to you now. Look up from your keyboard. <laughs> look look at me in the eyes. Look around you right now. Look to your left. Look to your right. There's no need for the keyboard warriors, the, the hate, the anger. Like, injuries happen. Fluke situations happen. Like... You got to drop the hate. You've got like there is no need for it right now. Like if we wanted to go out for blood every time the Avalanche got injured, boy howdy, we would have had a lot of stuff going up during the bubble year and last year during the Vegas series. Like it's a part of the game. Do you see any of us getting like upset and calling for blood because Sammy G broke his sternum? No, I don't see it. Nope. Like we, and, it sucks. It sucks for us, but we're not out saying that stuff. And I, I was looking for it because I wanted to see everyone's reaction to that hit. Little did I know that what it would turn into. And we were just watching tweets as they were going live during the game of all of these threats and these hateful things going up. And I was, it just made you look at the fan base as a whole. And like, if you're a blues fan, come on, like think of how you're like, Everyone around you is conducting yourself. You got to say, hey, guys, okay, maybe we're taking this a little far. And it's too far to say, it's too late to say this now because, like, the authorities are getting involved, but you've got to hold someone accountable and, like, be a little bit more responsible here because guess what? 
all of this is going on and everybody gets to go home to their family. Like it was a like Bennington was able to get up and try his knee out. Like it's it's not as terrible as you're making it. And you still have Huso. So what are we complaining about here? You don't have to defend Bennington. So take a breath. I mean, I don't know. Like sometimes you you like I like having that extra day. Like we didn't record the episode right after. Um, And, and I I put up when that collision happened kind of jokingly, like uh, here comes all the the blues fans just calling for Nazan Kadri's head. Little did I think it would be this bad. Mm -hmm. I thought you could objectively look at that play and say like, yeah, that that's just a freak accident on a hockey play. The guy is making a hockey play. And and Blues fans are out there saying like this is two games in a row where we've run the goalie. If if Nazem Kadri wanted to run the goalie, that's really easy to do. Yeah, it's the the goalie is is stagnant for pretty. He's in a little space. He doesn't move. You know exactly where he's going to be. Nazem Kadri could have done it. Mm-hmm. That is a hockey play. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. And if and if you're going to defend the hit on Gerard. And then turn around minutes later and say what Gerard or what Kadri did was intentional. I, I question your knowledge of the game. I do. Yeah. And, and if you're just a, a playoff warrior where you tune in for the playoffs, uh, maybe sit this one out. Because yeah, you genuinely I've, don't know what you're talking about. I've seen that Kadri hit a hundred, hundred thousand times. From different players, different goalies, di- different situations, everybody gets back up, dusts themselves back off, and play resumes. Like it's no big deal. It was just the situation, the players involved, and the outcome were different this time. And well, I, I, I just don't understand the hatred to this level. Yeah, because it's Nazem Kadri. That is the only reason. There's the a difference in, in Nazem Kadri that you know and the Nazem Kadri you get now. Yeah. And I I feel like a lot of like the playoff warriors, like you mentioned, they can't make that distinction. Mm-hmm. And um it's it's terrible. It's well, sad. And and then you have the whole water bottle situation. Yeah. And Nazem Kadri's given an interview with TNT moments after the game is over. And I was watching it live when it was happening. Mm-hmm. His, his, they ask him. They ask him about the play. And then you see his attention get diverted. And I thought there was just uh, a play, uh, you know, a teammate or something over there. And then he comments that Bennington just threw a water bottle at him. And people out in, you know, Twitter sphere are, are saying, like, oh, it, did we get fingerprints on the, on the bottle? Is everyone okay? It's not the bottle. It's the childlike behavior yet yeah. again from Jordan Bennington. I'm sorry you got hurt, but guys are going to play hockey. Mm-hmm. And hockey's a violent sport. And you just saw someone get hurt in Sam Girard with a broken sternum. You know things like this can happen. And, I, you know, if Bennington wants to go in, in front of the press and, and make some comments. Feel free. I would expect them to be, you know, something I could watch on Disney Junior. But, um, you know, j- just the act of like, I'm going to go find this guy and, and throw a, a bottle at it. And I believe the bottle yeah. was empty. It's not like he was launching at his head or anything. It's just the act of like, 
this is just giving uh, more. The, the fan base is going to back this even more now because all the, the things that Barube said, the throwing the water bottle, the, the Blues are mad. The yeah. Blues are mad, and that trickles down to the fan base, and then you see all of this nonsense going on 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 social media. I don't get it. I, I just – I genuinely want – I want to know. What, what do you want him to do? You want him to stop playing. You want him to not go after a puck that's right in front of the crease and potentially score a goal for his team. That is what you are saying. I don't know. I, I, I'm at a loss. I, I can't believe like we are talking about this as much as we are because the Blues are still angry about what Nazem Kadri did. And that is fine, too. Yeah. If you want to be mad for the rest of your life, that's fine. That doesn't mean everything the guy does is intentional and dirty. It's to yeah. the point where he could he could take he could get kicked out of a face off right now, and Blues fans would say that's dirty. what he did was just dirty, suspended. Yeah. It. Like it's getting to that level. It's embarrassing. Yeah, so. I, it, it takes away from like really great moments from the game, and it takes away from the game entirely. Like I, I just don't get it. I, I woke up. I woke up feeling like good about the like that they won the game and then now they're back up in the series. And then as I'm like waking up and I have my morning coffee and I just felt like this series, I think maybe just took a turn. Yeah. So let's talk about that because we do have to talk about the Sammy Gerard thing. Mm-hmm. Who's going to replace him? So, and we'll talk about the game as well because uh, obviously a game was played and here we are talking about, a hockey play. Yeah. That's what we're sitting here talking about. A hockey play. But anyway, let's talk about Athletic Greens. It's our uh, latest sponsor. It's something that Kyle and I have been using for a couple months now. And, and with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens in your morning water, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole-source superfoods, and probiotics. To help you start your day right, this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, and your immune system, and your energy, recovery, your focus, your aging, you name it. It covers it. And I got to say, and Kyle would agree, that this stuff tastes pretty good. Oh, yeah. Not pretty good. Excellent. You see a lot of these green-looking drinks, and you're like, that's going to taste like grass. No, this stuff is is fruity tasting. So Mm -hmm. it might look like you're uh, just drinking, like, liquid guacamole. But no, it's uh, it's delicious stuff. It really is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's excellent. So it's excellent. So it's, Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost them over $100 a day, but this will cost you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, so it's cheaper than your coffee and cold brew habits, which I admit I, I don't think I could ever give that up. My, my no. coffee and cold No, can't have it. Uh, but right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's talk about the game first, and then we'll get to who replaces Sammy Gerrard. Um, you know, this this was a game. 
coming from going back to social media, coming from Avalanche uh, fan base, they were ready to just cut bait. They were just ready to just yeah. like we're, just just end the season. Yeah, <laughs> and you kind of have to like remind people you're gonna lose in the playoffs probably multiple times. Um, but the sign of a good team is to come back. And we were saying how this is a chess match. Avalanche completely dominant in game one. You knew the Blues were going to make some adjustments. They did. They were the aggressor in game two and stole it. And you knew the Avs were going to come back. One of those changes, Logan O'Connor. And it paid off in dividends because yeah. he, he netted a goal. And this is where the Ken doll... Uh, made a a good made a good move and made yeah. made an adjustment and overall I thought the Avs it wasn't as dominant a performance this was a much this was game one completely Avs game two definitely leaning towards St Louis this one when you look at the numbers and you look at the metrics everything is even yeah all of it so. I would think it would slightly lean towards the ab because as the game went on, if you felt like they were a little bit more in command, a little bit more comfortable. And I thought, I thought they played a, a well hard fought game. Yeah. If you look at the stats, like the blues kind of get the edge in a lot of the, like the normal run of the mill stats, like shots on goal and stats. Nobody converted the power play. Um, the blues are better in the face off. I think the big difference for the Avalanche and the Blues was the Avalanche time on attack. They got back to setting up and yeah. making their shots matter. And um, LOC immediately, like, earning his place in the roster. That look, he looked great. Lekking in with two goals. Oh, that, like, that's what you want to great. That's what you want to see. That's when games feel really good when Lekkinen scores. And Landeskog scoring as well is like a cherry on top. Now the the LOC goal was when Manson was coming right out of the penalty box, and it was lifted. I can't remember who lifted it up to him, but I mean it was close of him being offsides. And I don't know one way or another because we didn't really get multiple views. We got yeah. we got like two views that they kept showing over and over again. And I don't think they were showing the the blue line camera because that doesn't go upwards. That just goes straight out from the glass. And because the puck was lifted so high, it didn't seem like it, it picked up where it was in conjunction with Manson. So I think it was a smart move by St. Louis not to challenge that. Yeah. Because I think it would just have been inconclusive. It was very, very close, but the Az benefited from it because that was the Logan O'Connor goal. And um, and you mentioned uh, Arturi Lekin, and man, uh, one of his best games as an Az, and not not just because of the two goals, but he just was everywhere. He was fortunate when they put him and Nachuskin on the same line together. That is that is a a nightmare for the opposition to get the puck through the neutral zone. And you got an assist out of Miko, so he's finally starting just a little bit to get no, going. He's not. He's just, not. I, I know you want. <laughs> I know I'm, you want to give him some cred, but dude, he's not. He. I, I don't know what it is with him. Like he got it two was, assists actually on the day. He had two <clears> assists, but that's and assists are good. Assists are important. We need him to score goals. We do. I I felt like early in the game, Miko was really trying because I think he's starting to feel the pressure. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, he was present, he was there, and then not again. Like, I don't know what's going on with Miko, he, but I felt I mean, him at the beginning. Like, I could see him and see him being present. Right. But then I think second and third period, I don't remember seeing Miko Rantanen at all. He had two assists, but they were both the secondary assists. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. How many shots on goal did he have? Let me see. Three. I mean, Nathan McKinnon only had two, but I, I got to give a lot of credit to Ryan O'Reilly here because he yeah. is shutting Nathan McKinnon down. And, okay, now you have to deal with that. I, and the Avs have a lot of offensive firepower. They can figure out other ways. But Ryan O'Reilly is making it very difficult for Nathan yeah. McKinnon, and that's going to continue in game four because the, with the Blues having last change, whenever McKinnon is out there, Ryan O'Reilly is going to be out there. So either Nathan McKinnon... I'm not going to say he needs to step up his game. He knows that. Yeah. He's he's always playing 110%. But I think it's just, just just is a lot of credit needs to go to Ryan O'Reilly for for really shutting him down. He's doing a really good job of doing that. You have to admit that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um the Blues the the, the one goal the, there was a, a missed interference call. That was I don't know who it was, but it was on uh Miko Rantanen. I don't know. <laughs> that was as much in the open ice as you can get. Yeah. So it must have just happened when the ref was looking away for a split second, and it ended up being a a Blues goal. And I don't know. Did you get a little nervous in this one, thinking like this is just this has all this is a, a recipe for the Blues to to come back and 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 grab this one because the when they were up three to one. I literally said to myself, get through this period up three to one. Yeah. And then they score a goal with like 30, 40 seconds left. Yeah, the uh, Ryan O'Reilly goal at the end of the second, I was like, oh, that, uh, it cut our lead in half. I was like, this is not what you want right here. But then it's it's even more poetic that Gabe Landeskog was the guy to score for the Avalanche to put us ahead again. Yeah, And then it really rebuilt the confidence because I think – he felt the same thing that we were all thinking at that time. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not dropping this one. And yeah. Landy did Landy things. Yeah. And then I thought Darcy Kemper was good. for the. Mm-hmm. Most. I mean, the first goal was another deflection off an avalanche stick. This one was a shattered stick that was off of Devon Taves. So, um, overall, he's he's playing exceptionally well. Yeah. Um, all right, let's hear from Ben Online, and then we have a sound check to get to, and questions on Game Four. Is this? Are we? Have we turned the corner? Is this now going to be a, a physical game? And who takes the place of Sammy G? That is a big question. But first, BetOnline.net. It's your continued source, the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, sports news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, the hockey playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even the next season's NFL's futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. So you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. That's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, sir, we have a sound check that we need to do. And if you are not familiar with this, after every game, win or lose, Kyle and I will pick two songs that we feel best summarize the most recent game. In this case, game three against the St. Louis Blues. 
round two of the playoffs, and you can follow this. We add these songs to uh, the Spotify playlist. Just search LOPN Soundcheck. Uh, these two are already on there because it was a, mm-hmm. a uh, Saturday game. I threw them up there already. So if you follow that playlist, you know what they are. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know what they are because I put them up there. But we still have to mention it on the show. So here we go. What do you got, Kyle? First game in St. Louis, naturally, got to go with Loki, favorite. I love these guys. I love both of them. Big and Rich, come into your city. We put a little yin yin in there, yang yang, as we came into their city. And we took over. Is, it, is um, that a lyric? Yes. Okay. I mean, I know it's, the song, I, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it's so. the it's been the theme for like college football every Saturday for years. But I had put up on Twitter like TNT. I said on Twitter that you know TNT is aware that Jack White has has more songs than the one uh, that they keep playing. Or that's what I hate about yeah. when a network takes a song, you grow to hate it. And I love Jack White, and I am going to hate that song. And the Big and Rich song is another one. They always play. I think you're right. Yeah, for college, college football. That and then there was another one. uh, I don't know. Imagine Dragons. Like they killed that band. What's this song? The Uh, the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. Walking down, and then there's another one that Centuries song. You remember me for Centuries? Yeah. Yeah. They always play that at the draft, and I'm like just. You have billions of songs out there, and you're playing one on repeat. It's driving me crazy. But yeah. uh, for for that one, for you, that makes all the sense in the world. Now we need to do it again. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, I I went the Bennington route uh, with the throwing of the bottle. And I went with the police message in a bottle. Because is it big? Like, yeah, like I said earlier, it's not the bottle itself. But what is the message getting sent? Yeah. Are we now getting into a more physical series? Game one and game two, everybody was kind of on their best behavior. You really didn't have a a ton of penalties. You haven't had a ton of penalties in this series. But now, was that the message sender of throwing a bottle at Nazem Kadri while he's doing a press conference? So uh, I had to go with the police there. And I'm not a big police fan. That song's got a really good vibe and a hook. It does. It does. I mean, Police are one of those bands that it's like I respect the hell out of them. Like they're they're yeah. great musicians. I'm just not big on the sound. But um, yeah. But that that's that's a song that you know I think everybody likes. But I'll throw that question to you though. It, it, it's the series now turned a corner. Like is now is it gloves off, or do teams have to? understand like this is the playoffs we we can't do that stuff because we are really hurting our team if we are going to intentionally try to take someone out retaliate get those you know 10 minute misconducts teams don't do that stuff in the playoffs but this is the abs and the blues is it going to happen and i love how you're asking this and then also talking about who's going to take up for sammy g Mm mm-hmm because you know everyone's natural reaction now. Well, yeah, everyone's going to think Curtis McDermott. I, I'm but not. The, I, I, I could. I to, when Sammy G went down, I, I made sure to let everyone know what's about to happen. And I'll say it right here, so everybody knows this. Mm. Everybody, take off your Curtis McDermott hats, 
um, put your fan apparel away. I don't think we're going to see him the rest of the playoffs. I don't think so either. And it's not going to be Jack Johnson filling that role either. I I have a I have a feeling we're going to see Ryan Murray the rest of the way. I w- if if you were telling me to rank them, um, I I, w- I would think Jack Johnson would be one, Ryan Murray two, and McDermott three. And I have heard I've seen things already that are saying it is Jack Johnson. Hmm. It's nothing official, um, but I, I have seen you know kind of the reputable sources for the Avs saying that they have heard it is Jack Johnson, and that was my thinking in the very beginning. I think he's played the most out of those guys. Um, it, you get the Johnson and Johnson in line back together. You bump Bone Byram up to the second unit with Manson, and and away you go. Um, I don't think you bring in McDermott for this because oh no, you're you're just fine. Like if they're going to retaliate and you need to defend yourself, you're you're just fine with those guys that are in there. I'm not putting Curtis McDermott in there just to police the ice for five minutes in case something goes haywire. Um, I, I don't see that happening. If he could benefit you in any way on, on the defensive end or offensive end, then fine. And we're all impressed with how he improved throughout the year, but this is playoffs. You're, you're not doing yeah. it there. Yeah. I would, I would much ra- – if it is Jack Johnson, that's fine. Yeah. I'd much rather see Ryan Murray because I of wouldn't. what Jack Johnson – as, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I'm not just, sold on him. Uh, on Johnson? Yeah. I mean, his play did deteriorate as yeah. as you know late in the season. But he's an he's an older guy. Maybe he was just running out of steam, and maybe he just you know he's been out for a little while, so he is rested and he he should be ready to go. Ryan Murray, I, I just I don't know. Really did nothing, nothing for me throughout the it's, year. So, I, and he's been out for so long. I just don't. And that's and that's exactly why I would put in Ryan Murray. He's a net zero. If Jack Johnson messes up, it's crucial. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It would be. And and I, I've even seen like people thrown out there like maybe put McDermott in just for this game because if the Blues are going to do anything, it's going to be in this game. And like, nah. I still don't do that. I don't. Nope. You know. Um. And I did a, I did a segment with Gil. Um, he hosts the the Monday at yeah. Lockdown NHL from Lockdown Islanders, and he brought up a good point. He's he's like you know because we're talking about how do you do this? Do, if you're the Blues, you're you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you want to defend your teammate, but you don't want to hurt your team at the same time. So he was saying, you know, do you? He kind of feels like. Let the game play out, mm-hmm. and and if it if it gets out of hand, either way, say the Avs are up five to one, or if the Blues are up five to one, then you start with your antics with two, three, four minutes left in the game. I was like, I could see that. I think a lot of people want <clears throat> opening puck drop, people going after Kadri. I don't think that's going to happen. He might be onto something where it's you know late in the game if it's. If the game is not in question, maybe start seeing haymakers getting thrown. Well, I'll say this now in closing. Um, nobody defended Sam Gerrard after he was taken out, and nobody defended Bennington when he was taken out. There were no punches thrown. There was nobody jumping up and like tr- 
starting anything at the time for either Sammy G or Bennington. So I think the war is in the in the seats and on Twitter mm. and everywhere else. I don't think anybody on the ice wants that. I would normally agree with you if Barube didn't say what he did. I would agree with you. He he gave his team uh the the open door to go retaliate if you want to. Unless he's telling them in practice like we can't afford that. Yeah. But for for him to say that, um I think all bets are off. Uh, normally I I would agree with you. If he, and if he didn't say that, I think you would get a lot of of guys saying like unfortunate incident. But when you throw out the look at his history, first of all, glass houses. Mm-hmm. Second of all, um you just gave your team open the floodgates is basically what you're yep. telling them. We shall see game game 4 is going to be very interesting. We could mm-hmm. see we could see a lot of this, we could see none of it. Neither would surprise me. But either way, Kyle and I will be back tomorrow to discuss it cuz uh the abs, it's it's on top of all that nonsense, it's a big game. Mm-hmm. The, Avs, the Avs can be up 3-1 to one if they win this thing going back to Denver. That's exactly what they want. Blues obviously want the opposite. They want to tie this thing. So you, it, there's so many different storylines going on right now. Um, and Kyle and I will be back tomorrow to discuss it all. So that's going to be it for now. Comment away. I'm expecting uh, a big – Kyle's got a big day of uh, responding to comments yep. on Monday. So um, – Uh, That'll be it, guys. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. Obviously, that is always appreciated. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, the Avs can steal two in St. Louis. Until then, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go!